0: Today, I got to speak with my friend Pam Heffler, who is an actress based in Los Angeles. She has a background as a professional dancer. She has over 20 years of experience teaching dance and Pilates, and she created a company called Dance Your Life. There, she gets to integrate everything that she's done her entire life, so you will learn more about what she offers. But also you will get to experience some of her kindness and some of her warmth. Pam is someone who lives her life with so much joy and so much happiness. And she really means that when she says that she wants to be of service, she's someone who is doing that constantly. I was very lucky to get to experience that when we were together in an acting class years ago. Until this day, I get to witness the way that she speaks to people, the kindness that she just brings into the world. We got to speak a little bit about stage fright as well, which, you know, sometimes people assume that because we are in the entertainment business that we don't suffer from it. And let me tell you, we all do. I, in particular, have dealt with even some debilitating anxiety around being so nervous that at some point I was blanking out in auditions. Like I didn't remember what my first word was. And this became really, really frustrating for me. You know, I would have studied so hard and will have my lines down. And then I would get to the audition room and I would completely forget. I have a lot of stories around that. And if you want to know more, just let me know. I'm sure it will entertain you. And you know, she shared her experience with it and how she was able to get through it or to actually lean in more so that it could feel less paralyzing. So definitely stay tuned so you can hear about her own experience. And then we even touch into another subject that we were not planning to go there. But hey, you know, two women who are not longer in their 20s or 30s inevitably are probably going to talk about it, which is aging and not only aging in Hollywood, not only aging as actors, but simply aging as women and the things that we're going through and the experiences that I'm even having in my body. You know, I feel that things have changed so much in the last couple years and I brought it up because I don't want to feel alone in this process either yourself or you know somebody who might be going through the same so this is why I do this podcast so that we all can have these conversations as uncomfortable as they can be sometimes and it is weird sometimes talking to someone about something that is so personal but you know what I'm here to demystify all of that and just tell you as it is I'm an open book so all you have to do is just ask and I will try to help you with whatever tools I have handy so stay tuned for my conversation with Pam I think you're gonna love it you're gonna feel energized and you're gonna feel ready to connect with your heart and connect with your body and apply some of these practices that she spoke about over 30 years ago a man stood in a village in Mexico with his grandmother as she crafted a blend of delicious hot sauce a recipe with only the freshest and most authentic ingredients takes time to perfect but after years of trial and error that man mastered his grandmother's recipe, and it became a family treasure. Formosa hot sauce. It's my favorite ultimate hot sauce in the world. And now you can rekindle your taste buds and use ediver 20 at checkout for a 20% discount. I'm certain that Formosa is going to become your favorite hot sauce as well. Welcome to the Rekindle Your Light podcast. I'm your host, Idaibar Orozco. In addition to being a podcaster, I'm also an actor, a soul purpose coach, a human design reader, and an emotion code practitioner. My purpose is to help people reconnect with their inner light and radically transform their lives when they realign with their purpose. If that's something that you or someone you love is seeking, then you can reach out to me at ediver at rekindleyourlight.com or just find me on social media at ediver. This is Rekindle Your Light.
1: I'm Pam Heffler. I was a professional dancer when I was really young and earlier on in my life, and and I'm an actress, and I'm also a creative movement embodiment coach. So I created my own program. It's called Dance Your Life, and it really is about releasing limiting beliefs or stories that we hold in our body and really transforming your life through creative movement to Yeah, to really access like your inner truth and feel your personal power and get more insight into what's important in your life. Just get more wisdom, more intuition. And so I'm still acting. I've had an amazing year, theater and some films. I'm actually writing a film. So all the things, I'm all about doing all the things. It's not an either or, it's a yes and. And I did work as a life coach for many years, traditional life coaching for schools and really let that go because her business evolved. And then this came to me in the last, particularly, we can talk more about it, but during the pandemic, I thought, well, like I said, people really need community and connection. And I had created these workshops back in 2017. And that may have been when I'm not sure if we'd met them, but I was at the acting studio and was doing a lot of them live here in Los Angeles, which is where I'm at. And they were amazing. But then, you know, life got busy and I was Mm -hmm. dancing, creating a show, then was in another theater thing. And then the pandemic hit, right? We were in lockdown. Mm -hmm. So through that time, like I said, it was such a, in a actually in a way such a beautiful time for me to stop and slow down and really listen
0: let me take you back a little bit because I think you cover so much in the first couple of minutes and obviously you were born to be a creative and a performer there's no doubt about that and in everything that you do there is that essence of you being someone who brings light and joy to people however I just like everyone else, I am certain that being a dancer and becoming an actor has not been an easy road. So what has been the most difficult thing as a performer? And how did you overcome it? Tell us a little bit about that journey of doubt and that journey of struggle that I'm sure at some point you have experienced.
1: Mm, Absolutely. And thank you for anchoring that question because I think it's so important. I mean, to be honest, I would say from like the beginning And I don't know if this resonates with anybody listening, but like, I did not come from an environment or a family that was like, yeah, live your dream, do your thing at all. So I would say that was the first thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, your family of origin and they're like, what are you doing? And I was always sneaking off and dancing and doing shows and stuff, but it was, it was actually hard and painful. And that's actually part of just a little insight why I'm writing the film that I'm writing, by the way, it's a connection to that professional dancer. That was like, that was a hard time, like a dark time. I mean, there were times I would leave those auditions and go sit in my room and cry. Just that feeling of not enoughness and that whole competition thing. And it it is really like what you see in those dance auditions. You know, there's a lot of ego involved. Anyway, I actually left that world because it was so hard for me to compete and be in that. And I discovered acting. And in some ways that felt more freeing for me. And I think that's why I'm so committed to my own path as being an artist and supporting others to really listen to what they want to do and not allow external forces or maybe not getting the support they got from their parents or whatever. And it was all done from love, wanting to like We just want you to have a safe life, (laughs) all those things, traditional thing. But I would also say just, yeah, that inner not believing in oneself or thinking, oh God, I'm not enough. Or if someone finds out, (laughs) imposter syndrome thing. And I would say that Really the drive or the burning desire inside is what keeps me going forward. And it keeps changing. And I think just getting more and more honest with what is it that I do want to say? What is it that I do want to do? And it's not about looking good. It's not about, I don't know, impressing or being famous. It's about like what speaks to me. And if I can share a little bit, I was in just this last year, I was not thinking about doing theater, but I was, had auditioned for this beautiful piece that was all about the war in Ukraine Mm -hmm. got cast in it and it was director lovely woman who is from Kiev who was living here when the war broke out just you know just recently right right And she was getting all these text messages and interviews from people and like talking to them. And they were saying, like, people need to know our story. And she was an actress here and a filmmaker. And so she started writing and writing and thinking she was going to make a film. Anyway, long story short, she got a grant to do it live. And I got cast to play two of the women. And it was like such an honor. Like, again, I wasn't thinking about doing theater And going back to just sort of like the self-doubt, maybe because I'd been a little bit more inward during the pandemic and not being out there and not rehearsing it on stages. I had like so much stage fright come up and anxiety It's like, oh, my God. And I was sort of pissed off at myself, like, wait a minute, you've done this too much. You shouldn't be there. And that didn't work like what I really did to sort of connect it to my spiritual practice or what I'm teaching in my dance, your life. I just let myself feel all those feelings. I took myself through meditation, just what I do with my clients. Mm. I I played the music. I like move my body. I was like crying and crying and like writing and writing. And what I got to is like, who am I to tell these stories? Am I really enough? These are really people going through the war. I'm just like this, woman in LA you know and Mm -hmm. always like feeling just not enoughness and then I got to the other side of it this is literally the day of the show Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. oh I've been there I I was sharing this story with somebody and I don't know if it was in in the podcast or if it was outside of the podcast but it was this feeling of like how did I get here who am I to do this who am I to think that I can be shoulder to shoulder with this big name actor and then I'm like oh wait a minute of course I am deserving of all of this of course I have worked my entire life to be here in this moment but at the beginning you know there's inevitably that monster that comes back and that voice and I think that people sometimes forget that we all go through it you said something that really resonated you know you talked about stage fright and anxiety which I don't know if you're aware but a stage fright is actually or public speaking is actually the number one fear in the world like people are more scared of speaking in public than to die you know it's <laughs> scary and I keep hearing this beautiful message of leaning in to the feelings leaning into the emotions you know instead of trying to fight it and judge it it's almost like oh oh that that voice is here and, and I, I literally just listened to Mel Robbins the other day and if you know mm-hmm. me you know that I'm probably Mel Robbins number one fan or one of them Cause I want to be like her, but she was actually talking about naming this monster and naming this voice. And I, I, I named mine Charlie because in Spanish, there is the word that is, is charlatan, uh, which means someone who just talk BS. So I'm like, Oh, Charlie, there you are. So naming that voice and it's right like,
1: there on your shoulder, right? <laughs>
0: right there. And almost like, you know what? I'm, I'm grateful that you're trying to protect me. Because sometimes it's protection, like, oh, don't do that because that's scary and that's too risky. But also it it's, it kind of loses its power the moment that you start realizing that that voice is there, that you name it, that you give it a break and be like, you know what, you and I can talk later. So I don't know if that's a technique that helps anyone else, but I think that it's like the moment that you hear that voice, go back and talk to him her day, whatever you want to name it. Nah and and do it and and be like, I am not, I am not here to entertain you right now and acknowledge the fear and feel what you have to feel, whether it is fear or anxiety or whatever is coming up. and then it will feel better on the other side. So when you went through these anxiety and stage fright and doubt, you lean into it and then you start applying some of the techniques that you're helping your clients with. So, You spoke about moving your body. You spoke about leaning into your emotions. What else is something that you can recommend for someone to do when they're going through these difficult emotions?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just going back to what you're saying, instead of resisting it, get curious. Mm -hmm. Like I really I'm like, oh, this is here to actually teach me something. And like you're saying, leaning in. Yeah, just really allowing all the feelings to come up and like not labeling them, allowing all of who you are to be present and and then getting I would say grounding exercises are really important. One of the things that I mean, again, I don't know if that speaks to people, but Sometimes in a place of fear or anxiety, we can leave our like leave our body, right? It's like a, a coping mechanism. So really feeling your feet. One of the things I did, this was way back, I did some drumming, which is all part yeah. of like drumming, feeling my feet, moving my energy, letting my heart open, maybe laying on um, like a big ball, like letting the heart open and feeling all that you know tapping is really good too and sometimes if it's like this is not mine because I do believe that like we have energies that aren't ours you can like shake it off that's like a really great practice and I just did a workshop on Sunday I take people through a whole journey of feeling whatever it is like that place it says I'm scared or I know I don't want that or feeling into your sensuality and your aliveness like there's so many different ways to embody and allow it to move through your body. But definitely grounding is really important, like feeling your feet get barefoot.
0: Yeah, that connection with the earth. I mean, there's this is scientifically proved. This is not something we're making up. You can see in people's scans when somebody is wearing shoes on the grass and then removing the shoes and putting the feet directly on the grass without any socks or anything. And you can see on the scans how the energy completely changes right away. The recommendation, actually, my doctor recommended me to do this. I think he said about 15, 10 to 15 minutes a day. I am horrible at it. I don't do it because where I live, there's just not really a space for me to do it. But the moment that I go to a place like mountain beach, whatever I know, there's somewhat clean. I take my shoes and connect with the earth right away. Immediately, your anxiety decreases. It's just like it happens right away.
1: Well, and connecting to nature. Oh, my gosh, that's huge. Like I always the day of a show or something or a day of something that feels important. I get outside, you have to be in nature. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's so much bigger than who we are. And then I do like, for whatever people believe, I ask for like guidance. I just Mm -hmm. like, you know, higher self wisdom, whatever you want to call it, higher power, like, please speak to me right now. What do I need in this moment? What do I need to know? And I definitely, I will feel literally like, yes, chills going Mm -hmm. through my body when Mm -hmm. I allow that. And we all have it. It's not like someone special has it and other people like everybody has that access we just yeah i go back to getting quiet and listening it's like oh that's my truth this is what i want and the truth is like for that night i got to allow myself to be so human and really be a vessel i had the most profound performance i've ever had Mm -hmm. and i was not scared at all i actually what one of my fears was like because it was such emotional work that i would freeze and not feel anything. And actually what the truth was, was that I felt so much and it was so powerful. And I was like, Oh, this is where I want to live. And I think I only got to it because I, like you said, I leaned in, I was like, all right, let's feel it all. Yeah. You know,
0: you spoke about opening your heart. I remember that when my brother passed away, this is 2016, I remember my aunt telling me, you cannot close your heart. You, you have to keep your heart open because there was a lot of resentment on my end because this was the second time that it happened to me. I lost my sister and then I lost my brother. And I was like, why this happens to me? And there was something very negative and stagnant mm-hmm. happening in my body where I just felt... Why do I get to live this? I had almost like jealousy of witnessing other people having these beautiful sibling relationships and even feeling angry when I would notice that some sibling relationships were negative or were not beautiful. I'm like, how you can not value your sister? I'm like, that's what's such a precious gift that some of us don't get to have. You know, like I had all all of these thoughts. But the thing is, like, I didn't know what my aunt meant when she said, you got to open your heart. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what that feels like. That doesn't sound right. And now, you know, you painted such a beautiful picture of like, whether it's on the floor, on on a medicine ball, on the sand, and just allowing that sun, that energy from the universe, just shower you with love. Even placing your hands on your heart and just feeling it beat. Always so that that practice to me you know is something so simple, but I go to bed every single night with my hand in my heart. Oh. Every single night. I'm not kidding you. And this is a new practice, by the way. This is not something, oh no, yeah, I always don't this. No, this is something that I started doing last year. Oh, and- I'm adopting it. I can't wait. Yes, <laughs> you know, and and it's usually it's usually one hand in my heart and the other hand in my belly. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes my husband and I get all cutesy and we hold hands, sleep, which is like you know, it lasts like two minutes. It's a beautiful way to connect, and he knows wow. that I'm that I'm holding my heart with the other hand. But it's something that I I do all the time, and and I just I just love the idea of starting to process the things that are coming to us more from a heart center place instead Mm -hmm. of from a mind center place which is the way that they taught us to do things is the logical it said what's the plan show me what the roi is going to be on this and it's like i don't know all i know is that it feels right and it feels really good to do this right now so I now get it. I now get it when people say, open your heart, feel your feelings, but I didn't for so many years. So thank you for illustrating that so, so beautifully. And so I wanted to bring up uh, Pam, because you and I, as women in LA who are not in our 20s, you know, (laughs) or even 30s, you know, we struggle with with the image of how something should look like and you said it you know it's like i'm not worrying about how does it look anymore it's how Mm -hmm. do i feel what do i have to offer how has been that process of going from it's inevitably to feel the external pressure that we have in los angeles as performers Mm -hmm. but how did you go from a place of like i still care about how i feel but I don't want to worry about your perception of the way that I look or how old I am or any of this. How do you deal with that? Because that's heavy.
1: Yeah, it's big. And I'll be honest. I mean, I've got my sister, my sister's all back East, even though they're not in LA and they're not performers. I think got it too. It's its own thing for women, right? Mm-hmm. Like the thing that's almost not spoken about or we all know, and there's a lot of shame around it, I think, or a lot of like, trying again, not like, trying to be something that we think we're supposed to be. And, and really, I think it goes back to the love piece. Like when you can offer yourself so much love and compassion, like, yes, I want to look good. Like I was saying before, I did sort of wasn't feeling great today. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, oh, I want to, you know, put a little makeup on. Yes, we want to feel good in our skin and stuff. But really, I guess I would say two things that occur to me, if I'm being of service, all of that goes away. Like it really does. When I'm really, and when I say being of service, I mean like really doing what I'm here to do and like passionate about what I'm doing. I'm so focused on that. And I believe we all have that, like the thing that lights you up. There's no room to think about the other because I'm present. So I'm not like able to go, gosh, did my hair turn out today or something? Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. because I'm so present and alive and excited about what I'm up to. At least this is for me. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for other people. And then the other piece is, I think, you know, embracing who I am. And I mean, I don't know if you knew this, but when we were in class together, there were there were some people I think, it could have come across the wrong way, but they were like, you're such an inspiration because you're older. <laughs> oh, I get that all the time. <laughs> it's like, I think it's meant to be a compliment. And yes, I will take it. Like, how blessed am I to be older? I've lost, yes. friends. we've lost friends, you know, that were way too young. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the demon, like you were, we were talking about the little, well, I call it the gremlin on the shoulder that's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, there's a, like a wrinkle now. You never had that. But I was like, yeah, there's a wrinkle. I mean, oh, well. And I do want to, I feel like that's sort of part of my purpose or mission is to inspire people. And it's never too late. And that as women, we can again, going back to the embodiment thing, Mm -hmm. uh, I think the more we're in our bodies and feel our aliveness and if I can say our sensuality and our pleasure, Mm. that feels so good. Mm -hmm. That's where our beauty is. And then you're like, I'm alive. It's I think when we personally as women cut that off or try to be something that we're not that it's just such a disconnect. Again, for me, like dancing is such a great practice. Like talking about what are practices. I mean, yeah, I meditate every day. I'm putting music on every day and I'm dancing and I'm getting it on. And you know, that makes you feel beautiful. Mm -hmm, It doesn't mm -hmm. doesn't matter how large you are or small, I'm very tiny or tall, or Mm -hmm. you know, how big whatever is it's like get down you know and that feels so good and to me I'm you know I'm a work in progress what can I say there are times especially as an actress or whatever you're on camera you're like oh dear that angle and I get (laughs) upset I mean I'm not gonna lie I'll get upset and I honestly have not had any work done that is the hundred percent truth like I'm not gonna tell a lie you know and bless a lot of women do and in this industry and i can understand why the camera's practically so close and all that but you know i'm just praying to embrace all of who i am and just be a stand for that and and inspire women of my age your age younger women to be like oh i get to do that like in a way how sad to feel like who we are is something we need to deny and pretend. Yeah, And, and I would love to keep embracing that and, and celebrating that I'm getting older and knowing that it's such a blessing. And then again, like I just had two incredible performances recently, both two weeks ago and then back in May. Mm-hmm. And like there are roles, there are things out there. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to buy into that conversation, I think. Yeah,
0: yes. you're absolutely right. and And thank you for making it so clear because I struggle with it. I really struggle with it. I am definitely not on that side of feeling like I am embracing all of it because also there's so many changes happening in my body right now Mm -hmm. that I feel like, Oh, is, is this the way things happen for everyone? Or is this just me? You know, there's definitely some some questions, you know, I I have never asked my mother so many questions about my body until recently. And I'm like, mom, I started having this thing at night where I wake up in the middle of the night with heart palpitations and my pajamas are completely soaking wet. And she's like, yeah, that happens. And I'm like, okay, so what can I do about this? And she's like, well, not much, you know. Uh, so anyways, I have an appointment with a hormone specialist in the last minute couple of weeks because it's been brutal. It's been brutal. Yeah. And especially when they say, yeah, you know, it can take like 10 years before you even enter menopause. And I'm like, oh, well, well I can't do this for 10 years like this. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I need some sort of help. So it's very challenging to talk about these things. It's very challenging to... To ask people, I'm like, hey, did you still have your period? And, and okay, okay. And it's a normal, you know, it's it's a weird thing. And I think that we're starting to normalize these conversations more. And never imagine I was going to be with you, Pam, telling you about my period in a podcast, you know, or about my nice sweats that now have become kind of like every 20th of the month is happening. I know they're coming. So it's that part of it that we cannot deny with the emotional component of not feeling the same kind of energy we used to feel, right. noticing the things in our bodies that is like, how oh, I'm eating less? It's like, where's this weight coming from? You know, that kind of thing. And I hopefully want to be someone kind of like you who can share my experience to help other feel less lonely about these things. Yes. So, so we're going beyond stage fright. We're going beyond how I look in camera. We're going to like, what if I have a job tomorrow as an actor where I'm supposed to look a certain way? And I had one of those nights where I was up the entire night. And it's like, so it's like all these other factors that are now influencing our life. So Yeah. yeah so much grace that we have to give ourselves and so much love that we have to give to our bodies and tell our bodies that you know you're still beautiful and hopefully we have people around us that complement that feeling instead of shaming us or instead of making us doubt that we're still important that we're still beautiful that we're still this thing so i i wish that for everyone
1: yeah. So,
0: so thank you so much for illustrating what your experience with this little monster has has looked like. And, and yes, has, has and I'll share. I
1: I did have a woman's group that I was hosting, and it really became a lot about that. It's like women sharing you know, these things. And I know that again, if anyone's listening, like women supporting women is so huge and that we don't have to have shame or go through it alone. And, Mm -hmm. and, and everyone's experiences, they're human and they're meant to be that way. And that, that change in your life, just like when girls are going through adolescence can be a beautiful process Mm -hmm. of like, invited I think like you're saying lean in lean Mm -hmm. in instead Mm -hmm. of like oh this is not supposed to be happening it's like all right how do I how do I be with this how do I be with this and Mm -hmm. and I think then the 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 less resistance the more you're able to like heal the body maybe you just need more sleep and need a nap that's okay
0: Mm -hmm.
1: all those things
0: so what does an embodiment coach does like what is it that you do uh when you work with someone one-on-one take Mm -hmm. me through that journey Oh great! Thank you for asking.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always anchor. You were saying hand on heart, hand on belly. We always Mm -hmm. that. Let's just be present. That's the first thing, Mm -hmm. and then you know, not just just grounding someone, just grounding my client, and then I always take my client through a meditation to just like again, just and and I really try to intuit what is needed in that Mm -hmm. session, right? And then I always have some like journaling prompts because that really opens up the client or my participant and. And again, I always say like, whatever I share is very sacred. They can share with what they want to share or not, you know, I want to let people be as honest as they want and take care of themselves. And then, and then we'll normally have like any other sort of coaching session, like, you know, what are we working on? What's coming up? And then Mm -hmm. I'll take them through a movement journey. Really. It's a spiritual journey of like discovering their body, like how their body wants to move and. And then almost the way a baby, like get curious about how our body moves and then moving into, and again, I sort of intuit what the client needs, but often the elements, earth energy, fire energy, you know, the energy of that water and air and like just embodying all of that. And then getting to the place of our, what's limiting you? Like what's that gremlin and how do we like move that energy? It's not again, just to be clear, it's not for dancers, you know, mm, mm-hmm. be a dancer, right. Mm-hmm. But it's not because I teach dance class, by the way, I teach a ballet class, but this is like the opposite. You know, mm-hmm. so it is about moving the energy of, oh, I just want to get rid of that, you know, and how does the body want to do that? And then moving into the place of like your yes and your pleasure and your empowerment. And sometimes I have them like, let's find a movement phrase that Mm. expresses that. Right. Mm, And that sounds yummy. Yeah. And then we come back to like a grounding. So I really, it's a holistic journey. So we get the person, the client back to maybe some takeaways. Let's write where are you at right now? And then like, all right, what do we want to do with this information? I always, a piece that's really important is I always ask my client to go to their higher self and their guide. What mm-hmm. is the message that's coming through now? I don't know. Like, right. I'd be arrogant to think that I know it's right for you or for right. but we all have that wisdom, that divine wisdom. So, and then mm-hmm. from that, wow, I want to have a baby. <gasps> Someone that was one of my clients, you know, oh, I need to end this relationship. Like profound things happen, yes. you know, or I'm so ready to take this out into the world. And then, okay, great. Well, what are some things we're going to take? What actions, what practices, what embodiment practices, what tangible actions can we take before we meet again? So that's,
0: well, the beauty of it is that you also bring in your life coaching experience into it. So, and then you have that dancing background where there's the movement part of it. So it seems like just such a perfect combination of skills. And Mm -hmm. also you, you talked about how important for you is to be of service. So this is a way for you to be of service, you know, like share all this knowledge and kind of get your clients into that space of like i can do this too i can embody my highest self as well 100% 100% yeah and and you work with people in person and virtual or is it just an in person practice
1: it's actually mostly just virtual now. Believe that mm-hmm. I kind of used to be in person, but uh, quite honestly, since the pandemic, it's global. I've had clients in Canada and and I've done groups where I had two in Canada, one in Portland, one in the Bay Area, and we're able to do it. And It's actually really beautiful because you get to have your own boundaries, your own sort of like dancing alone, but together. So the option is to work in person. I'm in Los Angeles, if that's an option, mm-hmm. but- it, it that's what's lovely about this It's global i've had women in london so i don't want the limits of having to be in person because the, there is some limitations with that but
0: i i love that i think that what you're doing it's it's very specific but at the same time so universal for all of us you know and do you work with men too or is it just women well it's interesting you say that i mean this last year and a half has been mostly
1: women i but when i was doing them in person i had lots of men fascinating.
0: It's such a different approach, you know, believe it or not. I myself feel like I grew up with a very masculine energy. I was one of those girls who will finish recess all sweaty and smelly because I was running with the boys, you know, and I don't know if that's what it is. And I love working with men and and figuring out that they want to live better lives as well. And they want to get rid of all those old programming and, and limiting beliefs and things like that. And I just love A man who's willing to recognize that and to say, I am ready to make changes. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better partner. I want to be a better father. And I, oh my God, I just love that so much, but it's not that common. That's why I was asking you, especially with yours, including movement. I was like, oh, how does that, I (laughs) feel comfortable doing that
1: it's interesting you say that I, just the uh, sunday i had a workshop and i did have this guy come and it was lovely because i had a lot of mamas too like i had three women with like babies dancing with them <laughs> and this was actually all virtual again I, several in new mexico and and it was powerful for everyone i mean i know they always say just focus on one group but i do want to say particularly you know, going back to the pandemic, a lot of depression, a lot of suicide, a lot of anxiety. And I only bring that up because it's no joke. And I think that hopefully more and more women are connecting to each other, but men really need it too. And I I know that I can hold a safe space for them to feel like they can have their vulnerability, which isn't always welcome in our culture. And they're playfulness. I mean, when I was working with some of these guys that were big guys too, I have to say, like they mm-hmm. were particularly large and I'm very small. It was like, oh, here we are with like these men that are over six feet. And they were like little boys. Like one of the, is a friend of mine. He's like, I never felt so good, like alive in my playfulness and my vulnerability. And so I'm all for working with You know, men and women. I mean, again, I love holding spaces just where women can support each other, but Mm -hmm. I think there's something very healthy about that balance that we have each other. So
0: yes, I love that, and you do have a very playful energy yourself. So I, I can see how that could be your magnetism attracting people that want to explore that side of them. It might not even be a conscious thing; it just might be like something is calling to work with you because they see it. They see like, oh, you know, this could be fun. You know this could be fun, and and that's the thing. Doing self work could be really hard, and we can go into these dark places of like getting rid of those memories that are holding you back, and it could be very emotional, and it could be hard. But it can also be fun. Like once we get rid of all that stuff that is not serving us, then we get to dig into the fun part, and we get to discover and reconnect with that child, reconnect with that curiosity, reconnect with that angry teenager that doesn't know why. You were angry, but we get to connect with those things during coaching as well. So, so for anybody who is interested in finding out more about you, like where can they find you? Do you have a website? Tell us about it.
1: Yes. Thank you for asking. Yes. So. My website, www.danceyourlifewithpam.com. That's danceyourlifewithpam.com. So that's a great place to learn a little bit more. I've got some testimonials, some events coming up. Also, I can be followed on Instagram at Pamela Heffler. And then on Facebook, pam.heffler.com facebook and i'm happy to you know i don't know give out an email or whatnot but i think those places on social media or my website you can always get in touch and that way and i did want to share i've been offering just because like i said i want to have more impact and reach more people i've been offering what i'm calling Embodied wisdom breakthrough sessions for free so anybody listening that's really a gift it's a 45 minute virtual session like if you and I could play. And I take everyone, just like I was saying, I take everyone through the journey. It's like a mini, almost, you know, an entree to the work. And then we sort of see if this resonates and we can talk about, you know, working either one-on-one or in groups or what might. And then I'm often, I'm cutting back a little bit on my, I was doing monthly circles. I'm doing more like quarterly, like I just did for the uh, Fall Equinox which felt really important. You know, it's a good time to let go. I did a winter one. um, And then I'll be doing some smaller groups. So again, if anyone's interested, at Pamela Heffler on Instagram, that's a great place to message me or on Facebook and then danceyourlifewithpam.com.
0: Well, this was lovely, Pam. Thank you so much for for sharing your energy, your wisdom, and also your joy with us. You know, like I said, there's something very playful about your energy that I always loved, and that I was probably the first thing that made me connect with you, noticing that you were just this warm, happy, welcoming being. In Thank you. My
1: my pleasure. And so thank you for having me. And I just think what you're doing is amazing, a shining light where, you know, there's darkness sometimes and that there's always the other side and, and that people aren't alone. I think everyone needs to know that.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode with anyone who could benefit. And as always, if you are in need of additional support, just reach out. We can schedule a free call to see if you want to work together one-on-one, or you can subscribe to my newsletter and stay tuned about the events and offers that have come in. Thank you again. And remember, it's during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light.